following podcast is a production of the network. Check us out on BICBP-radio.com. Okay, everyone places. This is the final scene, so let's make this one count. Quiet on set. Places, everybody. Welcome to the Producers. Lights, camera, podcast. What's going on, everybody? I am the Wizard of Jaws. Joining me again here today, and actually live and in living color in person, is the Quote King, Austin Kelm. What's up, buddy? We never get to do this. No. We're never right across the table from each other. No, and because we're right across the table from each other, uh, the... Sorry, little minor brain fart there. Um... <laughs> Producers is filmed in front of a live studio audience today. Are I we think. counting your cats as the li- oh yeah <laughs> live studio audience here? So uh, something a little fun for us. So you know why not, right? You know what? It's great that we have the audience applause because we're doing something different this week that we have never done before, Wh- which is well, new. We, we I mean, there's yes a no. There's nothing new in Hollywood, but there's something new on the producers all the time, right? So you know. We're we're doing the, like like the the misunderstood whoops of all of the so list of misunderstoods yeah pretty much so we last week we talked about Uncle Joe from Grandpa Joe Grandpa, Grandpa, Joe. Joe. Grandpa Joe Grandpa Joe from I can, I can see why you would think Uncle Joe but no no it is in fact Grandpa Joe yeah Grandpa Joe from Willy Wonka or Charlie and the Chocolate Factory if you want to be you know officially official about it and how he was kind of a piece of crap like this whole family's broke they're making they're they're you know, single moms working like doing laundry and stuff like, like that overnight. They're, right, they're they're eating cabbage water for dinner and like they, there's two men just laying in bed not doing anything to two, help like the two men and out. their wives oh, right just laying there in bed decrepit old and like Charlie has to use his last like he gets like two random like coins from someone somewhere and goes and buys himself a candy bar and just happens to win the golden ticket and what happens when he brings a golden ticket home Grandpa Joe. Fires his ass out of bed. Yeah. All of a sudden, I can uh, walk. I can again. walk. It's a miracle. Like, no, you're a piece of crap. You are a flat out <laughs> piece of. Uh, so it stemmed an idea. Inspiration comes in all forms. So we had a thought, at least one, right? That we we kind of took opposite sides of the same coin. So we thought, what good guys or, or movies that were like the hero. Is really actually kind of the just, bad guy. Just people who aren't necessarily the bad guy that are kind of not good people. Right. And people who are the bad guy who really aren't necessarily that bad. Right, yeah, like I'm not really sure why we hate them or why we should hate You know what I mean? You're rooting against them because they're the opposite side as the uh, the protagonist. But most people are like just doing their jobs or, you know what I mean? Right. It's just like hanging out. It's not. Yeah. Um. So do you. Do you want to start? So you have, actually, I, I take that back, because you have five in an honorable mention, you said. Right, I so do. So I, I have a list of eight. So I did villains who really, there's really no reason for them to be villains. Right. It really, it's not It's not their fault. So my my honorable mention for this is 
I really, it's kind of a weird one, and I, I went far-reaching, but you could have a bajillion of these. But honestly, I thought Gaston from Beauty and the Beast, so going way back to the very oh, yeah. first animated movie that I ever saw back in like 93. I was like six years old, went to the movies to see Beauty and the Beast, the cartoon. Sure. And they had the live action with Emma Watson today. Now, don't get me wrong. Gaston to- to- is... Toxic masculinity. Oh, I mean, he is conceited, self-centered, full of himself, arrogant, uh, you know what I mean? But at the end of the day, like he legitimately thought some horrible, awful monster was going to kidnap and pillage people. He thought he kidnapped Bell's father, kept him in a dungeon, and rallied the people of the town to fight this beast. And people like, you know what I mean? Like right. sought after him. You don't know that the beast was a human. He doesn't know that he's no, really he... like a soft, kind, gentle person. He doesn't know any of that. No. He just knows there's a terrifying werewolf thing in on the outskirts of the village. And they need to handle it before somebody dies. <laughs> there's there's actually a fan theory that uh, Gaston is so toxically masculine because he's actually gay. I mean, well, sure. I mean, sometimes the people who well, and fight the, that the hardest are which, suffering Which, which from is why, like, I mean, if you, right? if you look through, he's got all these other women throwing themselves at him, but he stays focused on the one that keeps right, telling him no. Right, in the entire town, right. Like, oh... Gaston, why aren't you married with children? Because the one woman I love won't love me right. back. Like, really? Okay. But uh, so that that was an interesting one, I, and I do like that one because, I mean, he's a villain for all those other reasons, right? But he's not a bad guy. Right. He's he's actually trying to help. Right. I know people like that in my everyday life. Sure. You know what I mean? People who are just on a, another level of arrogant, and it's just they think they walk on water. Right. In this particular case, he doesn't know anything about the beast, the castle, no, the like magic, the entire, anything else. The entire story right. happens that we without see, him. Right, happens without his knowledge. Yes, right. So, like you, if you had the movie, if you watched Beauty and the Beast solely from Gaston's point of view, right, you would see like the nobody fights like Gaston, like that whole song. You would see him like trying to win over Belle. You would see the old man go missing. You'd see the old, like you'd see Bell go missing, and the old man come back frantically saying, "This monster has stolen my daughter." Right, and then you'd see him go fight and get killed by the beast. Right, and then listen, and and like they they make fun of her father. Like he comes and he tries to warn him. He says she's been captured by some beast. But I, what would you expect if right now today somebody walked into a bar where you were all drinking and said, "Dude, my daughter's been kidnapped by a werewolf." I'm pretty positive the entire bar would be like, bro, how many did you have? It's like, are you okay? Because right. that's how that would go. And that's basically how they treated him. I, I feel like he responds how you should respond in that situation, but he's, again, supposed to be the bad guy, and right. it's just not yeah. how that went. So so he was my honorable mention, which I thought was a pretty good one. He almost made the top 10, but I don't know. I feel like I had yeah. – well, well, we'll see. So, And really, honestly, these weren't in any particular order, but I, I'm kind of – now that I've said honorable mention, that in- implies there's a ranking system here. Sure. So I so my number five is just on the fly. Uh, Jaws, not not you. No, the shark. I am Jaws, right. not yeah. Jaws. Right. Yeah. Despite what Chuck Rigetti says. Exactly. Well, and at least I didn't say Joe's. So J A. I am not the plural right. of a man named Joe, <laughs> nor am I his possession. Nor did you attend the school. Correct. Or, right. No. So Jaws, J A W S, the shark is that like would, that would be Jaws. Right. I'm Jaws. Right. J O Z. 
Jesus, it. we're not. I'm confused. Nailed it. Yeah, he's the, just a shark. The shark, right? He's you, just a shark. You went into his habitat trying to like spear him, kill him, catch him, so you can what? Skin him, take his jaw bones, whatever. Like you went into his habitat and you're make, somehow make, flabbergasted. Yeah, make, make a bunch of shark back. tooth necklaces. All like, right. and okay, so oh, there's a shark. Don't go swimming. And what do they do? They went swimming. Right. <laughs> it literally, there's a sign. Do not swim shark sighting. Right. It's like, it's the risk of going into any ocean ever all over the right. world. I, I don't, it's like if you got stung by a jellyfish and then like a giant hunting party went out to kill all the jellyfish. It's unfortunate. It's an assumed risk when you go into the ocean. There is wildlife out there that you need to be aware of when you go out there. I stubbed my toe on a table once and I burned every table ever. To the ground. I Yeah, I Just don't. so dumb. The shark didn't do anything. No. That animals don't do. Correct. It could have been about a, a, a wolf. It could have been about... It, it, the story could have been which, anything. Which is funny, because there is not a single story. And I, I learned this today. It's a little, the fun little TikTok fact. There is not a single story of a healthy wolf murking a human in North America. Never happened. Has never once... You have a better shot of getting of getting unalived by a squirrel than you do a wolf in North America. Wolves do not mess with people if they're healthy. And then you got rabies or something. Right. Or, right Different something. story. Exactly. So that was uh, like sharks. Yeah. Sharks doing sharks, man. Yeah, I don't just, know how else to explain that. Shark, right. shark bait. Ooh, ha, ha. Yep. So now on to my, one of my favorite movies. So Catch Me If You Can. Right. Follows Leonardo DiCaprio, who is a con man and a thief. He is defrauding the United States government Correct. for millions of dollars. Flying for free all over the country. Right. And we are supposed to think that Tom Hanks, who is Carl Hanratty, who's an FBI agent, is somehow the bad guy in this situation when he's literally (laughs) not doing anything but catching a fugitive and a criminal who is defrauding the country for millions of dollars. Right. I, he's not the bad guy. I don't no. know how to... No, he's... Leonardo DiCaprio is the bad guy in that movie, and yet we're somehow still rooting for him the whole time. Across the board. Right. Well, because he's the main character, and he, you're just taught to... You're taught to cheer for the for the guy the movie's about, right? right. I right. mean, he's not a... Like, he doesn't play a good guy in The Wolf of Wall Street. He plays a womanizing douchebag. Right. But he's the guy who's like, yeah, I want him to do awesome it's, things. It's like hating the FBI agent who also is chasing Leonardo DiCaprio in that movie... Also just doing his job catching somebody who's committing fraud. And like right. it's just it, it, but like they do such a good job of making them like the the boring stickler for the rules, like right, him and his fedora and his, mean, it, his it, very dragnet style suit. Yeah, he's he's Lassiter from Psych. Sure. Like sure. you're supposed to like Sean's a fraud. You love Sean. Right. And the, you kind of hate Lassie because Lassie's kind of a stiff. But is but is Sean committing any crimes though? Other I mean Lying about your identity, breaking, isn't a breaking crime. and entering, interfering in police investigation. Uh, well, like, but at some point he starts getting invited, which I mean, not unlike this movie where sure, 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 he, sure. he gets to, he eventually does start working for the FBI to catch people doing what he's doing. Correct, because he was like the greatest at it ever. Yeah, and he, I, I, he basically is the fraud analysis unit, right? Because he's catching things that nobody else at the FBI. That's, is that's a good one, to, right? And that's I'm like, I don't know I like why that. we're hating on Tom Hanks. He is literally a police officer doing his job. And again, to your point, he's not going about it unethically. Nope. He's not like beating witnesses to get answers. Nope. He literally is a straight arrow just trying to help. As a matter of fact, again, he goes into that, that print shop when they're in Italy or whatever and says like, hey, like there's 50 French policemen outside. Like they're going to kill you if you don't come out in handcuffs. Like he's trying, like right. they're, go- they're embarrassed. They're going to shoot you. He actually goes above and beyond because he could have just said, hey, we know where he is. French police, you take it. Right. And they would have just shot him. 
And Leonardo DiCaprio's character could have been killed. But instead, went above and beyond to try and help him out. He's really quite the good guy yeah. in that movie. Consummate good guy, even. Exactly. So now, one that I think you're really going to like. Okay. Uh, Magneto from X-Men. Yeah. He's supposed to be like the villain. You know what I mean? He's he's the opposite of Professor Professor Xavier. He's it's like the other class of X Men. We we could have an entire podcast about the the moral alignment, sure, of every comic book hero and naturally and villain ever. Um, but yeah, I I like this one because like he's really just fighting for mutant rights. Right. He, like, he personally he, and his family, like through the Holocaust, has been persecuted by humans his entire life. Yes. Experimented on by Nazis, had his family ripped away from him. I assure you, if somebody has the right to be a little pissed at the human race, it would be him. Right. <laughs> but he's like, supposed to be the bad guy. Yeah. And he, like, and he goes about things not in the best of ways. He has no problem murking, like just killing someone just to get his way or to you know push the agenda. But I would I would argue that he was pushed into that. Oh, I agree. By all of the and like, I mean, the, what, the worst what is, group of humans in human history? Of what is Nazis, what is like. he fighting against? So like he's he's one end of the spectrum where he's like we a we should not have to register ourselves, right? Like I the, the Jews know. had to wear the star David to register themselves. Yeah, like we we, we had like, to be marked. We had to be known. We had to right. like you know tattooed on your forearms. Right. Like, not not okay. Um, you know, we shouldn't have to be like we shouldn't be. It's one thing to offer a cure, but then you weaponized it. Always. Like, and then... Can't, can't have anything good without somebody going, can I kill somebody else? Can I make this into a right, weapon? Right. How can do I, I use this in another country? Like, radiation is cool. It kills cancer cells. I wonder what happens when I make a bomb out of it. Right. The Manhattan Whoops. Project. <laughs> Whoopsies. Splitting atoms. But yeah. So I think... Yeah, I think no, that's that's fantastic. Yep. So that was, that was like, really... Potentially slightly misguided, but... Right. Definitely not a like not the villain he's made out to well, be. Well, all these guys are potentially oh, yeah. slightly misguided. I mean, that's really the point of the, the, the whole Except for the shark. Right. The shark's yeah, not yeah. misguided. The shark's right. just doing shark stuff. Well, honestly, and not even hand ready. Tom Hanks is not misguided. He is just doing his doing job. Doing his job. Right. Pretty perfectly. So that's maybe the first one, but you'll sure. see there's more. Um, so next up on the list is, and I went chick flick sure. on this one, but I, I, I have no issue saying I love this movie. I have no problems with it at all. So Miranda Priestly who is Meryl Streep from The Devil Wears Prada, is the hardcore executive editor of a magazine who just like belittles her assistants and whatever, but is really trying to get the best out of them. It's honestly, it's like our whiplash debate of several episodes oh, ago. Yeah. But like is doing nothing but trying to push them to push. be better. And but she's she's the bad guy. Like she's not right. a she, nice cause, person. Cause she's no. unlikable. She's kind of an asshole. Right. Yeah. But she doesn't get to where she is and to have that level of success and pushes the people around her to be the best at what they do. And people understand that, hey, uh, a one year internship with Miranda Priestley is worth ten years at any other. Do you know what I mean? Because right. of Because of how hard she pushes. Right. That resume builder is beyond anything else. And you get to the end of the movie where she kind of sees Anne Hathaway across the street and she gives her a nod and she does not nod or do anything back. She just gets into the car, but then takes off her sunglasses and smiles a little bit. Right. Like like that's okay. You 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 learned. Yeah. You I pushed you to the point you are this is what I wanted from this. I can't let you know that. But, but I was pushing you to be better than you thought you could be absolutely. the whole time. Love it. So again, not a bad guy. And you know what's funny? The exact opposite thing happens in The Office. When Michael's Michael's on Netflix 
and he's like, he's watching the debit. He's like, steak. Give me Armani. And Pam's like the the normal company line. Like I don't know Armani. Like it's you know, he's just so he, like. And he walks in and she goes, "You finished the movie? Yeah. Meryl Streep's the bad guy. Never saw that coming." And he's like, th- he's throwing his coat at Pam over the reception desk, and she's just kind of acting like a jerk. Oh, Meryl Streep bad. Didn't see that coming. Right. But to my point, not really. Yeah, a you're- bad guy. An asshole, but not a bad guy. Right. Now, you can argue, did she have to be so deliberately mean? Did she have to be so impossible? Do I have to drink my own urine? No, but it's (laughs) sterile, and I like the taste. (laughs) Excellent Rip Torn quote, which is maybe the greatest name ever. Your name is Rip Torn? Uh, Not to be confused with Rip Wheeler of Yellowstone, which we just started watching. That's a whole, that's, you can do a whole show on Yellowstone. We just watched episode one. It was an hour and a half long. It's like we watched a fucking movie. (laughs) It's like all of the last couple episodes of Stranger Things. They were all two hours long. So yeah, so I really like that one again, and I love that movie. Yeah. But it's oh yeah, I don't, I don't. It's I think it's considered a chick flick. I, I think mean, so too. I think just because it's about fashion, but really, it's quite a good movie. Yeah, and really I've, I've only ever seen it one time, long time ago. But again, I would consider it a chick flick for sure. Right. I don't see that and go totally a dude movie, but I'm not like natural. Oh, I'd never watch that. It's so dumb. So so and my my number one here, which again I think you'll like. This one as well. Um, so Colonel Jessup from A Few Good Men, who's played by Jack Nicholson, with the, the whole Tom Cruise, like, you can't handle yeah. the truth, right? So he is the military force commander at Guantanamo Bay, which yes. has, like, which houses some of the worst terrorists ever. Ever. Like, from like all some, over some the, the world. Some of the nastiest human beings on the planet. Right. And he is in Cuba, or, or around Cubans who are literally... Communist, fascist, you know what I mean? Like, like hate Castro, him. right. They are trying to kill him every chance he gets. And he is, his sole job is preparing and training Marines to best defend America, our Constitution, our way of life, freedom, Star Spangled Banner, yeah. everything you want to go into it. And if you want to, I mean, I think anybody who's gone through it, and again, I'm, I don't, I obviously haven't lived it. I think most people look at like Marines, Navy SEALs, like that group of guys that go, badass yes do you know what i mean but how did they get there it wasn't because their commanding officers their drill sergeants yeah, were no, nobody were soft on them you know no, what i mean nobody rubbed their shoulders and powdered their ass when they had a bad day that's uh, for damn sure right i mean so if you want to get to badass status yeah you I, have to be pushed and there have to be repercussions for your actions and accountability and a chain I of command d- i and, did what i had to do right did you order the code red? I did what I had to do. Did you order the code red? You're damn right I did. <laughs> right. That's the whole thing. I mean, and it really, my favorite part of that whole thing is, um, use, I, you know, it's, I forget how he starts it, but he says that, uh, um, I, so somebody who rises and sleeps under the blanket of protection that I provide and then questions the manner in which I provide it. Yes. I would rather you just said thank you or, Pick up a gun and stand a post. Otherwise, I don't give a damn what you think you're entitled to. Right. It's it like that movie just just starts to drag. Well, it's and it's long. Then, it's like two hours and thirty minutes, and, and then like, you get to and, the court scene at the end. The, like, or, but right. and like, and you're literally sitting there like, oh, you're dragging me. Like, I want to get dressed in my service whites and make a poor decision here. Oh, this just got really, really good. Right. And then and then they throw you for the loop at the end where, like, the two dudes that were on trial that they were defending get dishonorably discharged anyway. Right. And they're like, what happened? Like, 
But, but you, you said we'd be okay. We, we did nothing wrong. And he goes, yeah, we did. He goes, yeah. We were supposed to stand up for people who couldn't stand up for themselves. Right. We were supposed to stand up for Willie, yeah. and they didn't. And... And the whole the whole thing because you don't see it coming like you see like oh they got him like he he, yeah, he, they, he said it they, they were they, following they, orders right they the they won thing. they won well yeah but those two dudes still technically broke the law right or they like did something they shouldn't have done well, it, what do you if, I don't know the legality of it but if whatever you want to say it was involuntary manslaughter it yeah. wasn't premeditated it wasn't murder they didn't try to kill Crimi- him criminally negligent homicide would be probably be the uh, where that, well, thank God that degree I got just came in handy. So, so the simple fact that they didn't go, they, there's no jail time. Right. You know what I mean? So, but yeah, you're not allowed to stay in the Marine Corps after you kill a fellow Marine, whether it be accidental right. or otherwise. But on the flip side, again, we're we're made to believe that, that Jessup is the super evil human uh, he, being. Yeah, he, he's and, basically depicted as the devil incarnate. You know what I mean? I mean, I mean, aside from painting him red and giving him horns with a pitchfork, like they, they he's, he's rough around the edges. Find me someone in that position that wouldn't be right. You know what I mean. So he says things that are maybe crude and whatever, but I mean you're surrounded by yeah, they, they don't deal in bullshit. Uh, right. That's yeah. We just don't. We, we follow orders or people die. Is like, that's Correct. his whole thing. So again, it's we're we're supposed to be judging him, right? right? Oh well, you ordered the code red, and again, it's the whole thing of you're judging me like you're rising and falling under the better the blanket of protection that I provide you, but then questioning the methods that, which I do right. So. I just just say thank you. Yeah. Just, <laughs> like, right. just just look at me, say you don't understand what I do and what I have to do to keep you safe and go to bed at night and then wake up to your nice cushy lawyer job in the military. Right. And just say thank you. Yep. So so he's he was my number one Absolutely. of like he's supposed to be the bad guy, but there, like, I, there's one person that I'm upset was not on your list. Oh. And it's Thanos. I, and he several times came up, right? And I get it. And we already had a Thanos argument we, we in a did. different episode, so I wasn't interested in reliving it. But, but no, hundred percent, he could have been a secondary honorable mention of. Sure. Listen, there's not enough resources. Yeah. The universe is overpopulated. Like, I'm trying to bring peace and prosperity to everyone. Now, there's a huge sacrifice. Like, basically, he's just the guy do, willing to do what no one else is willing to do. So, so he killed half the people. Why couldn't he double the resources? Correct, and that's <laughs> and that's where the bit. Oh yeah, like I could have created unlimited food and resources for every planet in the universe, and instead, I decided to kill half the people. All right, I mean that that's one way to go if you want to go with that. Well, you know, and not to dive too far into this before I get to my list of the other side of the the other side of the coin, but you, you could look at like, well, you know, if you double the resources. You're still going to have poverty. You're still because people are going to hoard those things. Where if you take half the people out, it's random draw half the people. The writ like the people who have the stuff may not be there anymore. So, right. but I, there, there's no cure all there, and that's again his methodology not good. I will chalk it up to secondary honorable mention. Yes, he can be. He Perfect. can be. He can bump guests down down to six or down to seven. <laughs> That'd be fine. That's whatever. That's all whatever. good. Uh, so my first one. I'm now I'm on the other side of the coin. Good guys who really. Not so good. Right. Yeah, not great. Probably cause more problems than they're worth. Uh, first and foremost, the easiest one, which you could, I don't have these ranked by any means. <laughs> neither, neither did I. I wound up ranking them as I was spitting them out. Yeah, I'm not going to do that, but uh, the easiest one is Batman. Okay. We've had this whole conversation. He is and, a vigilante. Well, he's so, taking the law into his own hands. So right? he's taking the law into his own hands. He is willing and able to do whatever he needs. He, he tortures people. He breaks their arms. He dangles them from a zip line and like makes them almost crack their skull on the thing. 
or on the pavement and then pulls them back up and then drops them and then pulls them back up. But like, but never actually drops them and then like starts bringing them back up and then drops them from a distance that's going to hurt but not kill them and like do all those things. But I won't kill people. And because he won't kill people, hundreds of thousands of people have died through all the the Batman lore. (laughs) Just just off the Joker and you save thousands of lives. So I mean, so would you agree also that the comic book Batman is way darker than than what you're seeing in the movie? Right. I mean, he's like not above gouging eyes. No. And breaking bones. Naming naming people. Right. Like the OG like comic source is yeah, Warner Brothers was like ignoring that simple fact for the first like five movies, well, and, and here's, then thankfully here, the other. He's he's also a little self-serving because I'm ninety. I'm almost convinced at this point that part of the reason he won't kill his like his villains, his rogue gallery, if you will, isn't because he's got some huge boner against killing. It's because he's irrelevant without them. Like we're talking about a guy who is in regular conversation of being able to stand toe to toe. With super-powered metahumans. So... Beats Superman a couple times. Right. So if you can stand toe-to-toe with the de facto strongest person in your universe, who literally could just look at you and go, right, and zap through you, these, like, your rogues aren't that bad compared to him. And you've stopped, like, on multiple timelines, you've stopped Superman. So if you could just end it and be done, you'd make yourself irrelevant. Right. But he doesn't want to be irrelevant. He he wants to be Batman. And Batman can't be Batman without crime and without supervillains. And they, they kind of addressed that a little bit in the Christian Bale a little bit, storyline yeah. where he's like, you know, the, the day is coming where the world may not need Batman. Right. So because he wants to be with Rachel or whatever, but then it ends up not happening. It's a whole thing. And really, they end that little trilogy, or at least that the the, the depiction of that storyline, that tril- that specific yes. trilogy of him retiring, I guess. Right. You know, he's in Italy drinking... Spoiler alert: Some wine and yeah. brandy, whatever it is. Um, I'm intrigued on on this one. Your take on this? Oh one. boy, Severus Snape. So I mean, uh, he okay. So here's one that could have been on both of our lists, correct? Because for really, I mean, it's just a, it's a it's a spoiler. It's, it's honestly what it is that he is the he is constantly going after students and taking points away for random things. He's a, he's a hard ass the I whole mean, time. Like and and you generally don't like him. Early on, right, because he's a dick to Harry and his friends. But he's also saving what, like Professor Quirrell, who is inhabited by Voldemort, is trying right. to knock him off the broom. And Severus Snape is is muttering the counter curse to help him out with it. And yep. So I mean, that doesn't necessarily make him a good guy, but he still has to do bad things to because he's supposed to be a Death Eater. He's supposed to be a bad well, guy. So and, he has and, to and keep up one, that persona. And at, and at one point, he was a Death Eater until, at some point, he allegedly defected before. Before Voldemort's defeat, or you know, before they stopped him the first time, right? And he blew up on Harry's, I don't know, love he, touch, three, or three, yeah, three whatever. days old or whatever. He tried the curse and it didn't work. Yeah, so he, I mean, he's a good like he he switches sides. He becomes a rogue agent, a spy for Dumbledore, he's a triple agent. Yeah, and <laughs> but then like then he goes back and he like is pretending he's a Death Eater again. He takes the oath that can't be broken, and he's gonna kill Dumbledore if if. Uh, what if Malfoy, Malfoy can't, can't and right? Which, whatever, which he does, right? Right. I'm like, but he also made that promise to Dumbledore, essentially to not let Malfoy do it. Right. Like, you have to kill me. You got to be the yeah, one. You have to be the one. Like, right. and everything else. And on paper, like, oh, he he's he's a heartbroken man. He was in love with Lily, 
and you know with, with Harry's mom and it just you know but then he bullies Harry because Harry looks like his dad right who by the way got killed by well, by, your, by your buddy bullied him and harassed him their entire time at school and but again Harry's not his dad like I understand how you feel people and, harbor resentment I but again <laughs> he's, he's holding on to that schoolboy grudge for but, quite some time but this is why he's not a good person well you're bullying a I mean how old are they when their first year in ten or, ten or eleven you're yeah, bullying it's... a ten year old because his dad picked on you right. that's kind of we we talked in a previous co- uh, podcast about coaches not taking out things right. on 10 year olds and now here we are going snape what a jerk right Doing exactly the same thing uh this next one i don't think you'll know very well but it's oh trent from the 2009 remake of friday the 13th so this dude is basically just a rich paid his way through college d-bag like his dad was like a, a, a donor and stuff so like sure he just dicked around in college got his way through they go to his like family's really expensive lake house his friends are getting slaughtered just getting gutted and the dude's like Hiding, he's not trying to help. He's not trying to solve it. He's not trying to save anybody. And then he's then he's pissed off that the weekend is being ruined, not because he's upset his friends are dying. He's just pissed that the weekend got ruined. He doesn't care that his friends are dying, but he's like he's a victim to Jason. Like, yeah, but he's he's not a good person, is what you're saying, right? That's the whole. But he but you're still supposed to feel like sympathetic because he's like hiding because he's afraid. But like he's the one that is. You know, the, the people are, people are high, like people are trying to like stop Jason and stuff. And he's like hiding out of fear and stuff. He's just, he's kind of, he's shitty, but then he's upset again because he's not getting laid and he's not getting drunk. He's not upset that his friends died. He's upset that he's not getting his, yeah, <laughs> he's not getting shwasty faced Enjoying his holiday weekend at the yeah, family. Correct. Very like big mansion, like yeah. house, whatever he's, yeah, he's, on. he's hiding in the, the corridors of this mansion lake house. Feel super bad for his family. They ruined the they they got blood all over the carpets. Right, the maid's never gonna be able to get that out. No kidding. Right, and he's just mad he's not getting drunk. <laughs> Somebody stole my Smirnoff. Um, <laughs> my fourth one, and so I did I did four movies and four TV shows. I gotcha. Uh, Tinkerbell. Hear so, me out. So so from Peter Pan. Yes. Sure. Gotcha. Uh, she's kind of the living embodiment of Munchausen syndrome here. <laughs> So she helps Peter Pan steal children, knowing that he's going to bring them to Neverland and kind of leave them just to hang out with other kids that he stole to go mess around with a pirate whose hand he's already cut off. And then you could argue with Tinkerbell and Peter Pan. Like you said, well, either one, right? Peter Pan was the was low hanging fruit at this point. All right. Um, and like she does all this because she's in love with Peter. Like, because, I mean, Peter couldn't do this without her because she lets the kids fly with her magic fairy dust, her right. glowing dandruff. And that's really the whole thing is that. Right. Yeah. So, so, like, without Tink, he can't steal kids. Right. So she's doing this. She's with an accomplice. Yes. And she's a very important part of this. And she does it because she is in love with him. And, yeah, okay, if you could really take that a step further with the rendition of her from Hook, mm-hmm. who tries to, like, grow. Julia Roberts. Yeah, who tries to grow to, you know, kind of schmooze him. But, like, right. no, knows he's married. Doesn't yeah. stop her from, like, hitting on him. Yeah. And, and kiss, kissing Robin Williams. Also, she gets so jealous of Wendy in the cartoon iteration, she actually tries to have Wendy killed by having the Lost Boys accidentally shoot at her. And she does all this while Peter is, A, in love with Wendy, and is trying to bang a native princess. 
She doesn't care. He'll love me eventually. <laughs> How much further would she go for Peter? Who knows? What what kind of thing did you did you say she had? What Munchausen syndrome? I don't think that's Stockholm it. syndrome. There you go. There it is. I'm like, <laughs> you said that. And it's funny. I was just watching House, and there's a yeah. Munchausen. They it's like they they love the attention. Yeah, so they're constantly so, saying sorry. they're ill. Sto- Stockholm, 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 right? Is Stockholm falling Syndrome. in love with your captors? Yes. Or, or the Florence Nightingale effect could also be a thing. Yeah, just right. bas- basically like you, you know, she she's doing everything she can to get this guy to love her, and right. so, I, whether he's a, her captor, or whether he's I mean, you never really know. There's not really a how did Tinkerbell meet Peter Pan story. This is a great one, just because we got medical clarification. Yeah. Uh, if we uh, we now understand mental disorders from a variety of different topics. Uh, if if Big Rick is the misquoter, I am the mistalker. <laughs> I, 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 I miss say things regularly. It really, and it, it, you said it, and I glossed Just, over. Yeah, you we knew, went you right knew through it. the whole thing, and then at the very end of it, I was like, wait, wait, wait what did you say? And I was like, oh. <laughs> I was like that's, that's not right. Nailed it. My bad. Uh, starting the TV show list. Oh, boy. Steve Urkel. Yeah, I mean, what a what a pain in the ass. I mean, he's constantly like harassing and he, going after. He's, he's stalking Laura, right? Un, unwanted uh, romantic advances. Now, regularly they wind up together, but they but the constant barrage of them is unnecessary. But, but how how did they end up together? He built a DNA altering DNA alter to turn himself into Stefan to get her to fall in love with him, and then it became a thing where. He actually split his personality into two people, so there was Steve and there was Stefan, and then he had to beat Stefan out for Laura's affection. Right. And eventually she was just like, he essentially beat her into submission with it. Like, oh, fine. And they ended up together. I'm, there, there has to be more, because he's a, really a, a constant nuisance. Oh. Of, you know, did I do that? That's, that? that's the tip of the iceberg on him. I don't remember what it was, but I saw a meme on, on, on social media at some point that was like, you know... Um, if Steve Urkel was a real person, all the damage he had done to the the Winslows' house would total like in the millions of dollars between the garage collapsing, like falling through the roof, like knocking oh, Carl yeah. down. I mean, he physically injures people, and it's I mean all all of the did I do that's, which is basically his shtick, right? It's if it's not every episode, it's like every other of did I do that? Yeah, that without without quite, he's not a good person, but he like well beloved beloved Steve Urkel. Hey, big guy. <laughs> Got any cheese? <laughs> you you will like this one, Rachel from Glee. She oh sucked. True. I mean, she was selfish. She made everything about her. She was annoying. She cried. Like, if she didn't get the solos, she cried. She was the quintessential diva, if there ever was one. Right, and like she was so bad, she treated the people who bullied people really bad, to the point that like at one point they looked at her like. You've been in my shoes. You'd think you wouldn't do this to somebody. And she was like, oh, yeah, you're right. And then she would do it again. Like, she she drove a wedge between Quinn and... Finn. Finn. Was it Quinn and Finn? Yeah. Quinn, Quinn for Bray and Finn Hudson. Yeah. So, like... I was a Gleek. I know what's up. I know you were. That's why, <laughs> that's why you were the guy to go to on this one. But, I mean, so, like, she was so so self-centered that even when she graduated and was living her dream in New York city in the season that should never have happened, they should have just let it, let it die when they graduated. Well, it was after their four quote air quotes, four years of high school where right. all the 30 year olds are still in high school. No kidding. <laughs> it was just, uh, listen, there's no new ideas. Hey, this one's still making money. Let's just keep beating that drum guys. Like right. just keep hammering. Well, like she even, she came back from New York to like make the glee club at the high school more about her still. 
somehow. It was weird. It, it almost would have been better if they would have just like retired them. Right. Hey, hey, it's a bummer. You got four years. And, like, and you just, can you can bring them back for one offs for right. cameos. Yep. Like yep, yep, yep. But, but to but to follow to your point, to follow them to New York City and get like now we're in two separate locations. Now I'm right. getting the I'm, alumni I'm, and the I'm, high school. I'm getting like the underclassmen that are left that you introduced in the last two seasons. Plus I'm getting like the the three that are living together in New York City, and then I'm getting like Puck until he got arrested in real life and See, and like nobody wants to have like just a good quality story arc. No. So like one of the ones that I love the most, and I got to get off slightly off topic here. Um The Good Place. Yeah. Is I mean, it's only four seasons. But they're it's fantastic. They knew exactly what they wanted to do. They went here to there, done. End of show. Right. It's all good. It's fantastic. And they just ended it. They could have stretched it out. They could have went to make more money. They they could have thought they knew where they were going to end and thought, hey, we're still on top. Let's keep hammering this and kept it going. It cheapens it. Yes. You know what I mean? I just, it's just. Well, and, and there's something to be said about, you know, okay, this is where we started. This is where we want to go. Sometimes you get canceled. Sometimes. Sure. You think you're, you're like, you think you're on the chopping block and you get one more. We right. had, we just rewatched Parks and Rec. That was another one. Tom Haverford could fit the not a good person. Like, uh, like he treats people like garbage all the time. Yep. But like uh, we, we just rewatched it and it's, there was a point in, I think it was season six, pretty much wrapped up. And then they had one more season and it was like, okay. And you like, they also parks and rec had one of the, one of probably a top five, in my opinion, all time, any show series finale mm-hmm. where they like showed everybody down the road and the things that they got right in like 2022 2020 like like they, they depicted joe biden as president in 25 which is weird he won't last till 25 seriously because i mean he can barely talk right now but that's beside the point but like that just the different like, there were two or three different things that like we stopped and looked at each other like holy shit they're right well they play pull the simpsons almost like. pretty, pretty much um but yeah like so but to say this is what we're doing, you know, Sons of Anarchy did it. They knew from point A to point B where they wanted to go. They knew how the series was going to end, and they needed seven seasons to do it. They could have carried that on. They could have went, oh, okay, so, like, we killed off the main character and stuff. Well, like, we can carry on with the Sons. And now, like, they're planning things in the future down the road. But, again, I like that. Like, you don't need to just beat beat a dead horse. I mean, really, it's it's not unlike, I mean, I don't, I don't want to steal one from you here. Because, really, I like The Office. Do you know what I mean? So it's just yeah. like Michael leaves, and I understand you don't want to cancel a show right. when one guy leaves, but if they would have had an overall view of where they wanted this to go. Yeah. And just said, hey, we Steve Carell get- walked away. It could have and like that could have been the end of it. He Steve Carell got his happy ending. Pam and Jim were married at that point. Right. What I, more did you need? Well, I mean, because I think I know so many people and I see it in memes all the time on Facebook that it's just like, oh, it's it's the guy like skipping three stairs. And it's like office seasons one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, and then it's him skipping three steps, and it's seasons seven, eight, like after Michael leaves, right. and then maybe starting at nine. I know a lot of people who go, Michael left season one, episode one, yeah, and they go back to the pilot, yeah, because it just it really it wasn't as good. And, and here, not that he made the whole show, but well, he 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 was a big part of it, and like the Robert California era was weird, weird, and, and the Nelly stuff was weird, and Andy's turn to like a heel I thought was weird. There's just a lot like, of those and, things. Andy that, just being. Like a lost dumbass, really. 
But like, so, and, and the other thing, and this actually leads me perfectly into my second last one, uh, the continuation after Michael turns Pam into a bad guy. Pam is not a good person at the end of that show. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's tough. It's so difficult. I mean, everybody's relationship is different, but there, I agree with you. There's so many, like, you know, she blames Jim for an for everything. awful lot of things. For and, everything. Right. Like. She didn't pursue her art career. She didn't pursue her digital design career. She didn't like, she like strong armed her way into when Michael was still there into a sales job that she was not good at. Right. Then and, she and then created f- the office right, manager job. Like, fraudulently. Right. Yeah. Like lying and unethical. While, like while Andy was all, like on a boat, like, oh yeah, he did, did this. Like, oh, he didn't do that. Like, oh, okay. Like, oh, I just need you to sign this. Like, and cons everybody into signing it into her being the office manager. Like. Right. And then, like, has a, sl- I don't know, a slightly and uh, not really inappropriate relationship, but like the boom mic guy, yeah. where it's, which again, odd storyline, weird. For no, right. like, for no reason. In, and then in and out of sight in then, like three episodes. It's very. Like, she makes Jim give up his dream because she wants to work for Dunder Mifflin, like, still. More, like, yeah, I'm not moving to Philadelphia. I'm not doing this. I'm not doing it. Like, so if you want to be with me and your children, you have to stay here and do this or and like, and Jim loving his wife and loving his kids does that. And then at the very end, she's like, Oh my God. Like I can't believe like seeing, you know, um, why am I blanking on his name? Who do you own? Who, 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 who do you bring in as a partner? Jesus. Daryl. Dar- yeah. Thank you. Jesus Christ. <laughs> Once an episode. Once an episode, I'm good for it. Uh, so like seeing Daryl, like I just pull, didn't know where you were going with that. I'm like, pull, I was trying to help you. We were searching yeah, together. Pull, pull up in a limo and like, oh my god, it's like traveling the country, eating steak with my hero, my, my sports heroes, and right. like, oh, uh, I can't, I can't help but feel like I held you back. And like, part of me wanted him to be like, because you fucking did. Thank right. God we worked for the paper company for <laughs> well for a few more years. I think like, it's like the the devil you know is better than the devil you don't know. So right. people get comfortable and complacent and stuff like that, and you're fearful of change. But yeah, and uh, but I mean, again, Pam turns into a bad guy at the end. And there's no bones about that one. Yep. But. Honestly, I mean, there's just questionable. Th- I mean, you want everybody to be happy, but like, you know, you let your, basically, you left your husband like kind of at the, we- not at the wedding, but like they had wedding food. They had stuff picked out. Like they had, that's where she was eating chicken right. or fish every day for lunch because they had all the wedding food that they had paid for. And- Which, like, because you went back, like you broke it off at one point, then you got back together and then broke it off again. And like, so you strung Roy along for a while and then right. like, and then put Jim in harm's way doing it. And again, Jim is not innocent in this, like buying the house without telling her, like starting the company without telling her, right, investing right. more in the company than well, she was comfortable with. They, like, they discussed it, decided they weren't going to do it. Then he went and did it behind her back anyways. Right. So I mean, there's a lot of, and yeah, then so J- Jim could very easily be on this list as well. They have but, an interesting relationship, but, yes. but really Pam's greater body of work of, again, the, the fraudulent. There, there was actually a point, her. um, that Jim, uh, the, the guy who played Jim, fuck, playing on his name too. John, John Krasinski. John Krasinski has come out and said, like, there was a point where he felt the natural arc of their story was a divorce. Right, to break up. And I like, do believe that they discussed yes. them not ending up together, that them ending well, the, not a relationship. Like, well, not, like that they were going to get married, like the whole marriage was going to be a thing. And it was like, with the way that was going, he's like, it's only natural we get divorced here. Right. And like, and then if you want to have a redemption storyline down the road, sure. But like, th- this doesn't feel like the natural course of things. Anyway, my last one, because we're running out of time, 
Uh, this is one of the most iconic. There's an entire YouTube series oh boy. dedicated to this. Zach Morris is trash. Yeah, he's not a really nice person. Again, it's very self-centered and treats, conceited. And treats people like shit. Like, basically, I mean, remember, like, breaks the Elvis statue at Screech's mom's house. And, like... Really? And, and treats Screech like crap. Oh, yeah. Like, all the, like as, a, as his whipping post. I, there, there's the episode where, you know, Jesse wants to be a pop star and, like, keep her grades up and everything. He's, like, feeding her energy pills and shit until she has a mental breakdown. And then at the end, he's like, well, I was just trying to make your dreams come through. Like, what? what? There's a lot of that. And it's like how he treats his girlfriends and stuff like that. And um, being oh, a yeah. constant class dist- distraction and being, I mean, really a, a class clown. Yeah, just so just being, being, a, being, a, being on the phone in the cl- in class and stuff like that. Yeah. It's- Zach Morris is trash. And actually, feel free to look that up on YouTube. It's hilarious. Like, they show <laughs> they show every single episode the time that Zach treated his friends like shit, treated people like pawns was an asshole, was a scumbag, and then ended up still ended up being Mr. Popular, still ended up with the girl, still like... Proof, proof that if you're really, really good looking, you get away with, uh, with a lot of yeah, crap. Yeah, you get away with a lot of crap. <laughs> so, it's just... Yeah, uh, this was fun. This was a good episode. A nice change of pace. I liked it. I li- well, you know what? I like that we did separate, same thing, separate. but right, but yeah. different things. Yep, yeah. that worked out. That it wasn't... Because we've done lists before where you were like, I had that one on my list too, right? Or, right? And that just didn't work out yeah. that way. No, good stuff. So, uh, <sighs> Quote King, good to have you. Thanks for making the trip. Yeah, live and in person with a live, again, air quote, studio audience. There it is. The, so, the imaginary people in your living room are super pumped for this episode. My, my cats are fired up. Right. So, uh, yeah, thanks for joining me, man. And uh, we will catch you next time on Producers. And with that, that's a wrap. The weather is changing and the sun is shining, which means summer party season is here. And Buffalo Freddy Party Rental has everything you need to get your party started. From tents, tables, and chairs to inflatable bounce houses, water slides, and obstacle courses, Buffalo Freddy has everything you need to take your summer shindig to the next level. Not sure what to serve at your event? Buffalo Freddy does barbecue catering as well. For more details or to make reservations, head over to buffalofreddy.com or give them a call at 716-437-3339. That's 716-4-FREDDY. Buffalo Freddy is a proud sponsor of this podcast.